0: My name is Jim Burns and we're here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying's the big one, but right now, many people are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyber bullying, community and family bullying. And the sad part is often when I speak with people, I discover that they seem to be having trouble with those that they're closest to, like their parents or their siblings. People become angry and bitter and don't realize that there's a choice and it can be just as easy to develop love, joy, peace, and patience as it is to be angry, bitter, and vengeful. Now, this podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance some things like the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual areas of their life but make no mistake about it. We're anti-bullying one So it's truly my hope that we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. And today is uh, another very special day because I have a wonderful, wonderful young gal that I'm going to be interviewing. Uh, and I so appreciate it after reading a bunch of stuff that, uh, she has online and reading her bio, I think that you're in for a real treat. Her name is Ann Purcell. Uh, she's a philanthropist. She's an author. She's an award, award-winning author, songwriter, and her latest publication is Tender Flower of Heaven, which is a collection of 130 poems. She's also very involved in the Transcendental, <laughs> transcendental Meditation movements in 1973, and she teaches advanced courses in many countries in the area of TM. She's also an international leader of the TM Women Organization and oversees the teaching of Transcendental Meditation in in girls schools and communities in several countries in Africa. And she founded Enlightenment for Everyone in 2012. And welcome to the show.
1: Uh, thank you, Jim, and thank you for that nice introduction, and thank you for the work you're doing—the amazing work you're doing.
0: Well, it's all a matter of collaboration, isn't it?
1: Yes, uh, we have to connect everyone to yes. tackle this problem.
0: Yes, we do. No question about it. You know, I think I, you know. I ask people this. Question all the time, and the I don't think that I get uh, a no uh, ever, uh, and I think that you know probably about eighty percent of the people on the planet have been bullied. It's just one of those things that sometimes kids, even adults, they can be cruel, they can be disrespectful, they can be uh, they can say things that are harmful. Uh, we had a situation here, um, very close to my home of which I, um, I had to get called in on, which I really didn't want to be, but I did at my age. I'm getting tired of doing it. I just had quadruple bypass surgery and oh, they, asked me go, they, they asked me to go in and help with this. It was a gal that literally got just, she got the hell beat out of her at her locker over some relationship issue or whatever it may be and it's been going on in the school for years and uh it wasn't enough that she was bullied but she was they were unrelenting and kept sending her text messages and other things and she hung herself this poor kid oh, this poor gosh. kid that's so uh, sad. that's that's the worst part of it that's the worst part of it it's the um the unlived life that has really bothered me. Um, have you ever experienced bullying?
1: Well, I had two older brothers growing up.
0: <laughs> so they kind of helped you out, right? They either protected you or bullied you, one of the two. Yeah,
1: well, both, both, both. But I think it taught me resilience. Um, my, my parents were pretty good. I mean, they wouldn't certainly let my brothers beat me up. But whenever they were teasing me or giving me a hard time, they didn't, they tried to make me strong, they would say, just ignore it, be the better person. uh, Don't don't let it bother you. And then that's how it will stop. And so that that was very good advice at a young age, because I think there's two aspects to bullying. There's the bully. And then there's the person that's being bullied, and I think we have to help both the person being bu- bullied or just children in general and and teenagers. They have to learn uh, resilience, and not intellectually, but really becoming stronger in 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 themselves. Not just say I'm going to be strong, but because what what what. Um, starts a bully or what creates a bully really is stress or insecurity. Uh-huh. And and the person being bullied, if they're weak, then they are more of a prey to the person bullying. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we have to approach it from both sides.
0: You know, many, many, many years ago, I wrote a book, The New Three R's in Education, Respect, Responsibility, and Relationships. Yes. And Further down the road, I wrote another book, which was more digital in nature simply because I wanted people to get to the links that were in the book, and it was called The Real Three R's in Education, Respect, Responsibility, and Resilience. And I don't know where it may start. In terms of teaching resilience, but I would suspect at a very young age, uh, a very young age, and and where kids can bounce back, where we don't put up with the whining, we communicate to kids that you don't whine, let's solve this problem together. Because I think you raise a very good point that unless, you know, a lot of these kids are going to have a really hard time when mom and dad aren't around. Yes. And, And that's the piece that I think we need to be concerned about. Because if they don't have that, and I'm not suggesting by any stretch that anyone deserves to be bullied, but uh, it's my contention where there are no victims, there are no bullies. Right. If you don't have a victim, you don't have a bully.
1: Right. And
0: I think that's something that we all have to understand. Um, So you raise a great point regarding resiliency. Uh, And so how would you suggest we help a family who's experiencing bullying?
1: Well, I think it there's, I don't think there's one answer. I think, first of all, it starts with the parents and what you said, the environment the child grows up in. Unfortunately, some kids don't have to parents, or their parents are working, or they're just, you know, they are problems in the parents' lives, so they may not have an ideal situation. But let's just take an average home. I think parents need to teach respect, and I think they need to teach empathy by, by teaching. <clears throat> I remember my father gave me this really great advice. Whenever I was complaining about a teacher, or someone other in the class that was maybe giving me a hard time, he'd always say, "You don't know what side of the bed they woke up on that, that this morning, or you don't know what's going on in their lives. Maybe there's some problems in their lives." Mm-hmm. And so he really taught me empathy, and and that you ha- that you have to have that empathy because. There's some, I was on another podcast, and the person gave a beautiful quote. He said, you can't hate anyone if you know what one has been through. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one thing parents need to teach their children. I think they also need to teach them, not coddle them, but also to teach them to stand up for themselves and mm-hmm. to be resilient and, and, and not care what other people say about them and mm-hmm. teach them that they have to, that they're, they're beautiful inside, they're wonderful inside, and they have their own talent and you, their own uniqueness, and really strengthen that. Mm-hmm. But then as, as children get older, I think what happens, it is stress that causes bullying, and I think that's where my training as a teacher of Transcendental Meditation comes in. We've had many school projects where we've taught in lots of schools, all over the world, and a lot of the children say who learn that they're less angry and they don't uh, react so quickly, that they, instead of getting mad all of a sudden, they're able to, or lash out all of a sudden at someone else, they're able to step back a little bit because they're less stressed and they have Mm -hmm. stress, restricts the mind, it restricts mm-hmm. the ability to see a broader picture. And stress also affects the prefrontal cortex, which means, and that's the area of the brain that um, involves reasoning and foresight and, and, and sound logic. And if that's restricted, then they just lash out and then they end up bullying or hurting someone else. So stress is a real physiological problem a real physiological physiological reality. So unless we can also reduce stress, we can tell kids to be nice and not bullying. But if they have anger inside and mm-hmm. a stress inside, they're going to still lash out. So I think we need to approach it from a physiological point of view. I think we need to approach it from what you're doing, an educational point of view. I think you can learn about empathy. You can... Learn about what it does to that. If you bully someone at a, teen, uh, a teenager, it can affect their whole life, mm-hmm. for their whole future life. And I, I, I think even a bully is someone who hurts inside. Mm-hmm. And so we have to help that pain inside by getting rid of their stress. And also, one <clears throat> interesting thing about um, transcendental meditation. It develops resilience on two levels, one by getting rid of the stress. But people, when they transcend and experience really who they are at their essence, the quieter levels of their mind, there's a feeling of coming home Mm -hmm. to who they are. And they start to feel more at ease with themselves and more at home with themselves. And that develops resilience when they feel secure in themselves Mm -hmm. and that also will help uh, a person to be stronger and to deal with the stress in the environment. Uh, There's one saying, excuse me if I'm rambling on, but there's there's one saying that we don't want to develop stress management, not how to just handle stress. We want to get rid of the stress. And when you get rid of the stress, then naturally, and that's the operative word, naturally, we handle stress much better, the stress that it's in our environment. It comes at us, but it doesn't affect us. We become more invincible inside.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> you're ready. that You said a mouthful. Um, one of the things that I've often uh, suggested is this, as um, because kids don't know how to deal with stress. I mean, let's face it. Uh not everyone does transcendental meditation, which is a great way to deal with it. But the the piece that I'll share with you, it's no surprise to me that we have such a level of a teenage obesity and diabetes because stress just produces cortisol, which is that fat forming hormone which causes kids to gain weight. Uh That's one thing. And the other piece is we have, like your dad said, people get up on the wrong side of the bed or we don't know what's going on in their life. And we don't. We really don't. And everyone has a reason for their behavior. And I think what's happened in our culture is we have – allowed those reasons to become excuses, and that has become part of the problem that we experience now with bullying, because if we look at it from the perspective of, all right, he's got something wrong with him, and he could, any any person could, and we excuse the behavior based, based upon pathology, what happens is there's no consequence, and the behavior will just continue. And that's my biggest fear. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think you bring up a very interesting point. First of all, um, yeah, stress does produce cortisol and that causes children to gain weight. But we, ha- I think there's so many angles we have to look at it. What we feed our children also causes uh, weight. I mean, frankly, a lot of children grow up on sugar and junk food. And that's a big, big, big problem. I I think I heard a statistic the other day that really shocked me that 70%, I'm not sure I'm 100% right on this, uh, children are obese or going to be obese with their diet that they have. So you know, I think we need a multifaceted approach. We need to feed children proper food, because when they're just eating sugar and junk food, they can't even learn if they don't get proper nourishment. Focusing. So that's one point. Um, and the, the point you make that we, again, excuse behavior, excuse, oh, well, they're obese, so that's all right, or oh, they're just... Um, they're just acting out and we have to just not mind and that's okay I think I think we have to um, call out all these things and and not be afraid to take a stance unfortunately these these days people are afraid to take a stance mm-hmm. on a lot of these issues yeah and I and I also think um, we framed in schools um, a lot of Pro, a lot of the, what kids are going through as problems, and they are problems, but they're labeled also at a young age that they're attention deficit, they have ADHD, yeah. or they have emotional, they need to see a therapist because they have this emotional situation and this emotional situation, and, and it's used as an excuse. and. The reality is I actually heard the governor of Florida's wife, and I'm not getting into politics here, but I happened to be in a small meeting with her, and I really liked one thing she said. Um, She said she's on a mission not to create, label all these kids as being emotional, having these emotional problems, or having this label, having this label, but... That we just—it's just growing up, and we—and this is what teenagers go through, and we have to teach them life skills, and that one of those life skills is spreading kindness, being kind, the importance of empathy, the importance of how to deal with a bully, and 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 not be weak, but to teach them how to be strong inside.
0: Mm-hmm. That's excellent. And if we could get kids to learn how to deal with a bully, I think that that would, as a matter of fact, I have a, um, uh, a um, one of my podcasts is uh, How Do You Stop a Bully? And there was a great guy on there. Oh, boy. And, and his name escapes me. But it's one of the uh, most listened to podcasts that I have. Uh, Because everybody wants to know how to do it. It's a very difficult thing to do. Because you see, we only have to be, kids only have to be brave for two minutes at a time. And when they're in a position where they they have to walk around in kind of like uh, always brave you know sometimes the smartest thing you could do is run
1: <laughs> yes
0: i i really mean that i mean your life uh,
1: is in danger you right
0: you're, you're gonna yeah. run there's no question about it and that's something that we have to teach kids it, it, it doesn't take a um a, a genius to stand there and get your brains beat in It doesn't. I mean, I'm getting out of here. I mean, that's all there is to it. And there's nothing, there's nothing that's um, um, on, uh, what's the word? You're you're not, you're being smart. You're being totally smart. Uh, And that's something that we have to teach kids as well, that it's okay to run. It is okay.
1: It's so sad that we have to teach them that though. And it would be so much better if we if we could prevent that situation from arising. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a uh, saying in India: "Avert the danger that has not yet arisen." Yeah. And I think if we can have large groups of meditators in schools, we've noticed in the schools where we taught whole classes that um, the bullying really decreases and there's a much, uh, the, the atmosphere at the school grows in harmony and grows in kindness because you're reducing the stress, you're getting rid of that. And stress creates more stress, it creates more stress in, in the atmosphere. So if you can start reduce the stress in individuals, it reduces stress in the atmosphere mm-hmm. and then reduce stress in the atmosphere allows the fostering of relationships. It allows uh, trust to start to develop. It it allows more exchange of knowledge in the classroom. People become less afraid to speak if the classroom is more coherent and orderly. And it also reduces, physically, uh, the practice of TM reduces cortisol in the brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I know it sounds maybe idealistic to try to get many children to meditate or whole schools to meditate it, but we've done it in hundreds of schools around the world, and there's a lot of research showing the effectiveness of it in schools, the, the effectiveness in reducing tension, reducing stress, creating more harmony in the school, but also increased um, ability to focus for the students, and increased field independence increased happiness within the children. So it's not just Mm -hmm. reducing the negative, it's increasing the positive as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My name is Jim Burns. We're speaking with Ann Purcell. Ann works on curricula and course development for universities and continuing education programs. And she donates all the proceeds from her photography, books and music to educational purposes. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I, I don't think it's idealistic. I don't, I think that part of the problem that we have, and we're going to get into this question in a minute is you can't grow a conscience. And when kids end up in a situation where they're, you know, maybe they're having trouble at home. Uh, I have a great article that I could refer you to, to read it's called the making of a bully. In other words, how did this start? Um, And lots of times, victims who were victimized, people who were victimized grow up, but they still are angry and bitter because of their incompetence in dealing with a bully. And then they start picking on other people as adults. Right. And that's, if I had to maybe put the clamps on something, I would work on that. Um, But where do you believe bullying starts
1: well i think it starts in a young age where exactly what you said people were bullied when they were young or there's abuse or violence in the home or some lack of love from the parent Mm -hmm. i think all those reasons are why someone becomes a bully Mm -hmm. but i have to um disagree with you, if you don't mind, oh, <laughs> on, one, do. on one point that you can't grow a conscious. Uh, I think you can grow a conscience because, um, again, stress restricts the mind. It restricts one's consciousness. Mm-hmm. But if you can reduce the stress and experience the silence within, that's a field of expanded consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's like a wave settling on the ocean. A turbulent wave is like a bully, and mm-hmm. he, can, he can't see anything. But if he, if the wave is given a chance to settle down and merge with that whole silent, expanded ocean, when he comes back out into activity, he brings some of that expansion with him. He brings that calm of the ocean with him. He brings that peace of the ocean with him. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he is growing his consciousness. He is Mm -hmm. expanding in awareness. And it's that expanded awareness that allows him to see a broader perspective, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't have to bully this person and steal his money. Maybe I can actually get a job and get the money you know he's got mm-hmm. a little more expanded consciousness and we teach in uh, prisons and we and those people you could say are extreme the extremist bullies people who steal or or commit cr- crimes uh, I don't think people call them bullies I think they call them criminals but it, it's the next step after mm-hmm. bullying or getting in fights mm-hmm. and and they experience such relief when they uh, have that experience of transcendence. And they, they feel a freedom, they say, freedom behind bars. And they found that it's uh, introducing transcendental meditation in the prisons reduces recidivism rate by about 45%. Mm -hmm. And I think if we could do it more in a bigger way, it could probably reduce it even more. Mm -hmm. Because um, it all starts with education, but education is, uh, there's two parts of education. There's what you're learning, but there's the knower himself. Mm -hmm. And we have to increase the conscious capacity of the knower by decreasing stress and by allowing the the student to experience, there's that expression, know thyself. Mm -hmm. Well, this is experiencing his expanded self, his, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. essence of who he is, which is calm and peaceful and joyful and, and a good, good, good person. Everyone has that inside them. They just have to tap into it.
0: Right. Right. And we have to help them do it for sure. Yes, exactly. There's, there's no question about it. And I'm going to give you the floor. I want you to share anything that you'd like to share about what you're doing, where people can go for content, where people could go for yeah, more information on what you're doing, anything well, at all. Okay, no th- just- well,
1: first of all, I want to thank you for what you're doing and uh, for inviting me on this podcast my website my website is enlightenmentforeveryone.com my books where you can see my books my songs and there's a link to the photography as well yes and all all the proceeds go to actually our woman's wing of the tm organization and to help people um learn transcendental meditation And then I have a song called Be Kind. And the first line, the first few lines of the songs really relate to what you're saying. It says, you don't know if one is hurting. You don't know if one is in pain. What if his insides are churning with sadness at the pouring rain? Maybe he struggles with lack of money or has problems at his work. Maybe there's issues with his family. You don't know if he hurts be kind be kind it's not that hard to be nice you might just save a life so be kind be kind so that's that principle what we're talking about we don't know what goes on inside other people so it's so important to be kind and to be respectful and then and just one last thing if what if people want to learn about transcendental meditation we have a woman's website tm woman.org and then we have the main umbrella website tm.org you can look at all the research at that website um, also the David Lynch Foundation uh, dlf uh, DavidLynchFoundation.org, and you can see many many videos of our school projects of uh, where we've taught transcendental meditation in the schools you can hear the teachers their experience with it, you can hear their students' experience with it, and I think there's even uh, videos of the prison projects, so you can see on that their website how it's been practically applied as mm-hmm. well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and you are doing unbelievable work. Oh, thank I, you. I, I must, I have to tell you, uh, and I promise you, I will. Have this ready to go in a day or so uh, for you to send out to your social networks.
1: Oh, I appreciate that so much. And, and thank you for the work you're doing. We definitely have to team up and tackle this on every level possible.
0: Well, there's going to be a lot of people on that team, isn't there?
1: Yes, yes. If, in
0: fact, they have any any interest in developing kindness, respect, and responsibility. It's so important.
1: Yes, it, really it is.
0: It really is. But for now, Ann, I thank you for being on the show. Uh, I will wish you a happy Tuesday, and hopefully (laughs) we'll cross paths again in the future.
1: Yes, thank you, Jim, and and wishing you perfect health as well. Well,
0: you know, I shared the story. You could read it. uh, You could um, uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, It's called Quadruple Bypass.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) <laughs> and you could
0: and you can listen to my story because there were things that happened that i did that no one would ever thought you know you uh, you could have done i had uh, you listen to it okay. you'll you'll see you and you'll be amazed uh, i basically I, in 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 two words three words i trained i trained for bypass
1: oh interesting
0: so i did not have a heart attack i only had blocked arteries and they were able to clear those out and so i have like a brand new heart
1: oh wonderful so you caught it you averted the danger before it ar- arose <laughs>
0: so. I, I trained i trained for it i jumped rope ran oh, uh, good no actually walked and, and weight lifted and i did all three of those things yes uh, Well,
1: that's, that's a great example of averting the danger before it arises. And that's mm-hmm. what we have to do in the field of bullying.
0: That's right. How about that? You've yes. you got to decide if you want permanent help or temporary relief.
1: Yes. And we're, we're looking yes.
0: for permanent help.
1: So the prevention is always better than the cure. So we have to think of how we can prevent bullying to begin with through, edu- through a really effective education.
0: That's right. That's right, Ann. You're right on the button. You're doing great work. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Jim. Take care.
0: All right now. Bye bye. Bye. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And if you or someone you know would like to be interviewed on Anti-Bullying 101, drop me a line at jameshburns55 at gmail.com and just give me a brief explanation as to why you would be a good candidate for the interview. And if you become a listener supporter, I will take the interview uh, and I will keep it at the top of my list and I will share it on social media platforms uh, and, and Facebook Twitter and any others that I can share it on to promote your project and your book or you know your cause so do yourself a favor drop me a line and let's get an interview going for you have a great day everybody